Hi, and welcome to Makers and Sellers of Brighton. I'm Silvina De Vita. I'm a paper artist, a designer, and an entrepreneur. I run my own online shop called My Paper Cut Forest, and also head up the Brighton Etsy sellers team. In this podcast series, I'll be meeting up with independent makers, artists, and business people from Brighton and beyond. I'll be digging into the stories behind their creative businesses and pulling out some top tips and advice on how to build a successful company. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to this week's episode. We have here Claire Montgomery. She's a designer and runs the Fairy Tale Fair a local craft and design fair. She also runs her own Etsy shop called Just Daydreaming, which sells laser cut jewelry. In this episode, Claire is sharing with us her top tips for participating in a craft fair. How are you, Claire? I'm good, thank you. How is your day going? Yeah, it's good, apart from the rain, it's okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's just uh, go into it. Yeah. So I have a few questions uh, for you that will be lovely just to see your thoughts. And um, I think the first one will be, uh, what put your idea of organising fairs? Um, well, I guess it started when I used to take part in craft fairs myself. Um, but I found mostly they were all based in the centre of town, generally quite art-focused. Um, so I wanted to create a fair that was more aimed at families, uh, maybe more localised for them, easy to get to, and more affordable for all ages as well. Um, so that's why I started the Fairytale Fair, which was back in 2012. Um, and since then, it's kind of grown. At the start, I just badgered lots of my craft pals into taking part, um, and they said yes, which was good. Um, so it, it started really small in a small hall in Patcham, um, it was summer as well and it was the hot, hottest day of the year and I thought no one's going to turn up, no one's going to come inside today, um, but they did, there was hundreds of people, um, so that's kind of how it grew from there, we decided we needed a bigger venue um, and eight years on, fairs are still going strong and it's, I think it's lucky that we've built a loyal following of both stallholders and visitors and we now hold fairs across Sussex, won some good awards and have raised over £20,000 for charity so far as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a journey. Yeah. From the no one will turn up yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Um, and um, what do you feel is, uh, is harder work, really? Um, like organising events or running your own brand? Yeah, I think it's a tough question because both are hard work. Um, I say the fairs probably have more pressure as it's not just my own work that I'm responsible for. It's all the stallholders as well. Um, I always want to make sure that the fairs are the best they can be to ensure the makers um, like sell lots on the day and they meet some nice people as well. Um, and as a maker myself, I know what it's like to put lots of effort into making your products and doing a great store display and then being at a fair where hardly anyone comes through the door. Um, so I try to think with the fairs, as long as we put the effort in to get lots of interest, visitors through the door um, and have friendly, talented stallholders, um, then I think that's all you can do to hope that the visitors and the stallholders have a good day. Brilliant. No, that sounds sounds great. And um, oh, we would love to hear your top three tips for selling at fairs. Yeah. Um, so I think 
firstly, the, the biggest thing is probably your stool display. Um, so making sure that you stand out. So if you're in a room of 50 plus other makers, you need to stand out and draw customers over to your stand. So think about a display that will work with your brand in terms of colour palette and the materials you use. For example, if you use sustainable woods in your products, um, you might want to replicate that in your store display. Or if you do more sparkly things, you might want like a, a brighter display. Um, sounds, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and also think about your product placement and building some height on your stool so you draw the eye from across the room. Um, and it also gives you more display space on your table as well if you've got some height. Um, you also might want to think about printing or making a sign or banner with your logo to go across the front of your stool. Um, it can just help make it look more professional. Um, and always remember your tablecloth and iron it makes a big difference. <laughs> that's, a good, yeah. good, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a little tip to make sure that the tablecloth is long enough to reach the floor at the front. Um, it will just hide all your boxes and everything of out course. of you, so it just makes it look a bit neater. Um, yeah, so that would be my first tip. Um, next, I say just be you and be friendly, uh, which sounds a bit obvious, but um, most of us that have done craft fairs know that it can be an early start. It's quite stressful in the mornings. Um, so sometimes it can be like quite tiring even before the customers have arrived um but just to remember that to greet every customer as they come in just try and say hello and be friendly um someone once told me if a customer stops 20 seconds or more at your stand they're engaged enough for you to have a conversation with them wow. um so i always try and think about that um so if they're stood there having a look at your products then just try and say hello or if they've picked up a particular product, you might want to tell them a bit, a bit about it, like mm. how you made it, what your inspiration was, what materials you used. Um, yeah, so I think just to make sure that the customers know the story behind your products can really mm. help. Um, and, and, and have an early night that yeah, night, isn't it? Because definitely. If you're going just to be talking to people all day, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, you need that energy that yeah. comes just to this, you know, interaction all day, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, I find that craft fairs are quite physically and mentally tiring, yeah. so yeah, I think if you can get as much sleep as possible the yeah, night before. you'll need it. <laughs> um, and ideally, yeah, try and get all your products ready, like, two days before, all packed and pricey. So you don't idea. have to worry about it the night before. And things that you forget as well you know just to pack everything yeah Yeah. definitely um and you also might like say if you you do things that are like sewn you might want to bring some sewing with you to do behind a stool it just um shows people that it's handmade you're making it yourself from scratch um to always make sure there's business cards on your table um and if someone's buying something as a gift make sure that you put two business cards in their bag so they can keep one and they give one with the gift as well Brilliant, brilliant tip, yeah. Yeah, um, some people also find it's useful on their business cards or flyers um, just to add a a coupon code for that fair. Um, So that can be helpful if someone does use that after the fair. You can track back where they've come from. That's Um, a good one, yeah. Yeah, so in your Etsy you can set up a custom code for that fair. Perfect. Yeah, and then finally I'd say probably bring a helper and network on the day. Um, so obviously it's not always possible, but if you ha- do have a friend or a family member you can bring along on the day, it can make it a lot less stressful, uh, especially if it's one of your first fairs. Um, 
So often on the morning there's lots of unloading of stock, um, you might not be able to park right outside the venue. So if you've got someone to help you, it's much easier. Also you might have to go and park somewhere off site, so if you have someone there they can stay with your stall, they can start setting it up. Um, and it means through the day you can have a bit of a break, um, you can go and get a coffee if you need, and you can have time to look around as well. If you're on your own you can feel a bit trapped on your mm. stall. Um, and I think it's quite important to have a look around and network with some of the other makers. Um, just I know so many craft pals that have become good friends through meeting at a craft fair, so it'd be a shame to miss out on meeting all those other people if you're just stuck on your stall for the whole day. Of course. And I'm sure that if it doesn't, I don't know what, what you think, but if it, it happens that you cannot find a helper, then make friends straight away yeah. with the person next to you, isn't yeah. it? Just to cover each other's stalls yeah definitely like m most people are like very friendly and like they'll be willing to watch your stall for a few minutes if you need to yeah, go somewhere yeah um yeah so i know that's already three but a few other quick things that i just yeah. wanted to mention that are good to have at Please first do. um so always bring a card machine almost all customers expect you to have some form of card payment now um so just to make sure you have one it could be like a paypal or iZettle. Um, and make sure it's charged and updated the night before um, because yeah, they, you don't want to on the day realizing that oh you need an update and yeah. there's no Wi-Fi you yeah. need just to use your 4D or whatever yeah exactly often the updates can take a few hours so just oh, make sure okay. that you've done that the night before um, and it's usually a good idea to switch on and do like a test one pound transaction just before the fair opens so you know you're connected to the data or the Wi-Fi in, in that venue yeah um, sometimes they take a while to start up, so making sure it's all on and ready before people come in makes it less stressful. Um, along with that, make sure you've got your phone and your phone is charged as well and it's got data saved on it. Because um, often not all venues will have Wi-Fi and if they do, when it gets busy, it can drop out, so it's not very reliable. That's true, yeah. Um, so without your phone, you usually can't use your card machine, so it's important to have that charged up for the day. Um, and also just to have your phone nearby to get lots of pictures to share on social media, try and do a few Instagram stories. Um, and if you can, do that early on in the day so that your followers are reminded to come and visit you if they're local. Or the day before, isn't it? Just to tell people, yeah. you know, I'm going just to be here and there, please come and visit. Yeah, and... I think definitely the day before to share the fairs posters and where you're going to be and then on the day to share what your stand looks like, how amazing it is, really encourage them a lot. That's a great idea, yeah. Um, if you can, you could just do like a, a little live Instagram that like you don't have to talk but just kind of walk around the fair just to give followers an idea of what it's like. And maybe show other 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 makers of yeah. the day and all things like that yeah i think it's just nice to show followers where you are um yeah and water and snacks even sounds a bit basic but just to make sure you've always got water with you stay hydrated and keep you going um most fairs that you do will have a cafe in the venue um so there's always nice food you can go and get which is encouraged um but just in case you can't get away from your stand um, or say the cafe might sell out if it's been exactly, really busy. Um, just make sure you've got some water and some sort of snacks to keep you going if you're stuck on your stool for a few hours. Um, yeah, and then one final thing was to bring always have a cash float and a notebook as well. Um, so you've got a float of change ready. 
um, and a notebook or a printed stock sheet so you can keep a tally of everything you've sold on the day. Um, at the end of the day you can log on to your Etsy and change your inventory to match what you've sold and it also means you've got a record of what products sold and how much money you took on the day. And as well, for example, if someone you had a good conversation with someone about a particular product, you can yeah. write it down straight away or an email or something, you know, a person. Yeah. Because, you know, it's such a... You meet so many people in the day that you, you forget at the end yeah. of the day when you get exhausted, you know, you need just to do it straight there. So I think the notebook, just keeping everything there. Yeah, definitely. I actually have two separate notebooks. So one that I keep, uh, like a, a tally of what stocks sold and one like a like an inquiries and commissions oh, notebook where, yeah, if anyone wants to leave their email or has questions, they can write. Like a visitor book kind of thing. Yeah. So they can just, the nice one, the nice book. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. For only the nice people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, that's a great idea. Um, and just because I'm just thinking of the tips that, that you just said for the fair, it just came to me uh, a question of like, what what did you find for you, like the cha a challenge that you find on the fairs, doing fairs? Um, in terms all of the, Yeah, all the years, yeah, yeah, in terms of organising, all the years that you've been doing, what was so far the biggest challenge that you just confronted? Um, I think it's just... Um, keeping everyone happy is always mm -hmm. a hard thing because um, obviously everyone's so different in what they make and their products and their price points. Um, everyone's got different expectations from the day. It right. might be their first fair or they might be an established business and be used to trade shows. Um, but yeah, it's just keeping people happy really because obviously no one wants it to be quiet but then sometimes if it's too busy people don't like it because they can't get to right. the stands, the customers find it a bit stressful if it's too busy. Um, so it's just trying to get a balance really and I guess I've, I've learned over the years to try and like schedule entertainment throughout the day to try and encourage crowds coming in all day rather than Yeah, your friends are once. very good for that, you know, you yeah. always have the most amazing entertainment for children and I think that's something that they make them quite unique because not yeah. other fairs do that, right? Like yeah, yeah, I try and make it definitely like very family orientated and I think if there's no entertainment on the day, generally everyone will just come early and there'll be a big right. rush and then it, it will drop off kind of after lunchtime. Um, and it always is a bit quieter towards the end of the day, but I think if you try and schedule entertainment up until the last hour, there's something for people to come to, to come, all day. Yeah. Um, so it tries to kind of stagger the crowds and makes it better yeah. for everyone, hopefully. That's that sounds great. But as well, I guess uh, you have things on the you know on the day that you can expect. For example, weather. You know yeah. that can change yeah. a lot of like the turnout, right? Like yeah, definitely. Like I always am watching the weather closely the week before each fair. Um, like luckily, I've never organised an outside fair, but it still affects it quite a lot if it's like a really heavy rain, stormy day. People just don't want to leave the house. So of course. it can be quite depressing if you've put like five months' work into a fair mm. and it's quite quite affected by the weather. But again, we try to, if it's if I've looked at the weather and we know it's going to be a horrible day, I try and share beforehand, like, it's undercover, come and stay dry with us. Um, you can plan a bit better, like, the social yeah. media post or just kind of, like, tell people yeah. to encourage them, right, just to attend. Yeah, and all the ones that are, like, fully inside, we can say, like, come and keep warm and cosy. We've got Perfect. tea and cake and all sorts. So, 
yeah, try and try and just work around everything and turn it into a positive. Of course, yeah. no, but yeah, I think you're very, very organized lady. Is that, that yeah. that's good because you kind of need to be when you're organizing all these amount of people, right? Like yeah. the the entertainment and the the you know the the store holders. So it's like a lot to yeah. keep in mind, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We should take a moment to thank Social Brighton who have lent us the microphones and recording kit today. We quite literally couldn't have done this without them. Uh, really, you'd just be listening to silence. No worries, you're more than welcome. Hi, I'm Jake, I work with Social Brighton. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you a little bit about the kind of things that we do. So Social Brighton runs a range of courses such as an Instagram masterclass, advertising on Facebook and Instagram, social media strategy, making amazing videos with your smartphone, how to launch your own podcast and a load more. Instagram is such a visual social platform that it's brilliant for makers and artists. Social Brighton run a one-day Instagram masterclass. We'll teach you how to set up and optimize your profile, how to choose and use the right hashtags, how to devise a strategy and content plan, how to capture great imagery, as well as how to use Instagram stories and live broadcasting, plus a whole load more. If this sounds interesting, you can find out more at socialbrighton.com. Right, so... um. I, w- I wanted just to ask you a bit about, um, I know you've been working with, um, with the Prince Trust uh, project. We would like just to hear a bit more about that and your designs being chosen by Fatface. Yeah, um, yeah, so I'm part of the Prince's Trust that I've uh, been part of since 2018. Um, and last spring I entered a competition with the Prince's Trust and Fatface um, and my print design was chosen as a winning design. Which is very exciting. Yeah, well done. Um, Yeah, so it's like a cosmic themed print. Uh, It's called Happy in My Space. Uh, In the summer, I spent a week at Fat Face Head Office, uh, which was really exciting. I learned how to, like the how the print was turned into a product, Um, and it was really interesting seeing the complete process that goes into this, um, like how it turns from just a a print to a product that's in store. it's really great that Fat Face is an ethical brand as well and they care about making sustainable fashion. Uh, so we learnt all about where they source all their materials from um, and all the work that goes into the whole process. So my design's going to be made into kids' pyjamas, um, which are actually out now um, in stores across the UK and online. Uh, yeah, That's it's really exciting. exciting. Yeah. Wow. How did you, I mean, how do you feel when they, when you just got that email? Like? Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it at all um, because I've never done print design before. That was my first attempt at it. So I thought I'll just try and enter it. Um, like if, if it's not chosen, I can just use it like in my portfolio. <laughs> oh my God. And look at yeah. the world, where did he went? Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, yeah, so yeah, they just come out a couple of weeks ago. So they're part of their spring collection. So. Oh, brilliant. And how yeah. do you feel when you saw the first uh, product in your hands. Yeah, it was it was really exciting. It was nice to see it all like finalised and made. Um, yeah, and it, it looks like really nice quality as well. And it's got like some metallic print on the stars. Oh, so it's, it's nice and shiny. Amazing. Um, I didn't actually design it as a children's print, but they obviously could tell that my mind is like a seven-year-old <laughs> and put it on children's Well, style. now they clearly, you know, yeah. your style gets suit really nicely. I'm sure they know yeah. about retail, isn't it? Yeah. You know? So, 
Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's been really exciting. So they've featured the Prince's Trust um, and me and um, two other girls that um, had their designs printed on scarves as well. Um, they featured us in newsletters and in their catalogue wow. and online. And yeah, our faces have been everywhere, which is slightly scary. What a great opportunity. Well, yeah. that proves that you have to do these things, isn't yeah. it? Even that you feel you felt, oh, well, no, I don't do this. Well, but you just went for it and look where it took you. It yeah. Just, I think, yeah, if you ever get on opportunities to enter competitions and it's it's not going to take up a huge amount of your time, it's definitely worth worth entering, um, especially if there are things like this where if it wasn't chosen, it doesn't really matter because you could use it for a personal project. Exactly. You could get it printed yourself. For you, yeah, stuff, so. exactly. Oh, well yeah. done. Yeah, so the Prince's Trust get a percentage of each pair of pyjamas that sell and I get a tiny percentage too. Um, so if anyone wants to look them up, you can find them at fatface.com forward slash Prince's Trust. Brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah. great. We're going just to um, share it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, do look into it as it's gorgeous her design. <laughs> um, where do you get your inspiration from? Um, I guess it varies with each design, um, but probably mainly my like everyday surroundings. So Brighton, the seaside, um, my friends, my cat. Uh, I talk to my cat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess as well, just generally like scrolling through Instagram each evening. Um, I like to create Pinterest boards if I've got an idea of like a new theme of a jewellery collection or like a photo shoot in mind. I'll just spend ages on Pinterest looking up that theme. Um, and lots of my jewellery on Just Daydreaming is whimsically themed, so I'm always inspired by like fairy tales, animals and generally cute things. Oh, yeah. sounds great. <laughs> And uh, how do you manage your time between the different aspects of your business? Yeah, I think it can be hard to balance everything sometimes um, because I work on my fairs, my Etsy shop, just daydreaming and some freelance design as well. Um, so I try and write a plan out each day um, at the start of the week to make sure I can fit it all in. And then leading up to Christmas, I think the fairs certainly take over most of my time. Um, and there's a lot of evenings and weekends um, working throughout those months to keep up with it all. Um, but hopefully it's all worth it and I do enjoy the freedom of being self-employed and setting my own hours as well. So. Is there any of all those, I mean you're, you're juggling, you're doing a lot of yeah. things which is brilliant. Is there any of those things that you prefer? Um, is it your favourite thing to do or you enjoy most? Yeah, I guess it changes throughout the year but... In an ideal world, I'd love to run my Etsy shop full-time and just sit and make jewellery forever. Right. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I enjoy most. But then it is nice to have the variety as well of doing... Yeah, deep in, in and out between yeah. projects. Yeah, I feel like maybe if I did one thing continuously, I wouldn't like it anymore anyway. You go so, forward. Yeah. You, you, you look like a girl who just really needs different things yeah. <laughs> constantly, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like to sit and do nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes, that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah. brilliant. And uh, what's the website of your uh, fairs so people can just go and look at the information there? Yes, yeah, so you can find out all the details at thefairytalefair.co.uk. Well, thank you so much, Claire, for your time. That was excellent. You have, uh, you just bring us a lot of great tips 
for preparing for fairs and how do you handle all these projects uh, which you're clearly doing extremely well uh, so um, yeah great to have you and um, thank you for coming listening to Makers and Sellers of Brighton. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you like what you heard, you can hear other episodes from the series through your usual podcast service. It really helps us if you can rate, review and share our podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to join our Brighton Etsy seller group, drop us a line at brightonetsyteam at gmail.com or find us on social media.